Welcome to Solo Travel Adventures, my sisters. Don't let fear hold you back from traveling alone. I want you to gather your courage, listen to inspiring stories, and learn how to travel solo while safely navigating new places from this show. I'm Cheryl Esch, solo travel advocate and travel coach, and I want you to have a transformative experience when you travel solo. So pack your bags, book your flight, and check one more time for that passport. It's time to explore the world. Well, hello, sister travelers. I hope you are enjoying your summertime. Um, So for this episode today, I'm going to give you just little snippets of my top four episodes, the most listened to episodes. Um, And if you have not listened to them, you can go back. I will reference the episode number so that you can go back and listen to the full thing. And this just give you a little idea of some of the popular ones that are out there. I will have to say, um, you guys seem to like any kind of podcast about packing. We seem to like those for sure. There are two episodes I'll be uh, highlighting here today on the packing issues that we might be facing as solo travelers. So here's episode 25, a little snippet of must-have packing items for your next trip. Random, unconventional items that you might not have thought of. Um, Some of them might be on your list, but some of them might not. So my first one, something most people don't consider, but I have to bring it. I have to bring my own pillowcase. And there's a couple reasons for this. I am very particular about what touches my face. I have a lot of allergies. And even though if I stay in a hotel, I know that the sheets are clean. uh, They have probably bleached them to death. And uh, that bothers my skin. Or they might use a detergent that I'm allergic to. So just to be safe so my face doesn't break out, I bring my own pillowcase. Plus, I'm very particular about the type of fabric against my face. I prefer, if it's wintertime, flannel sheets, flannel uh, pillowcase. Um, Other than that, I use a jersey t-shirt kind of sheet. And there's some women that swear by silk pillowcases. And those are so easy to pack because they're just so small and lightweight. So maybe add that to your list. Give you some sort of comfort from home, right? Number two, washcloths. Now, this is something I bring, especially in this trip. I am going to be staying a few days in a hostel, but it's a good idea because you never know. Again, I don't like things on my face that I don't know what detergent has been used because of my sensitivity. But if you're someplace where maybe they aren't provided, um, then you have them. Or just even maybe you need it to wipe some sweat off, right? I go to like either uh, get a cheap pack of 10 pack, a dollar store, and I buy just ones that I could possibly toss out even while I'm there when I'm done with them or you can opt to bring them home right so uh, washcloths right just maybe a few or how many days you might be gone all right here's another snippet from another episode about packing episode number 16 one of the top listen to episode here is how to pack with just a carry-on bag I know we all want to accomplish that well here's some tips on how to do that or listen to the full episode You want to consider a few things before you even get into the clothes and what you're going to bring is you want to consider the weather, um, the weather of where you're going. Um, Is it going to be wintertime there or is it going to be summertime? Will it be their rainy season? Um, You have to keep that in mind as you're considering what to pack. The um, 
Second thing you want to consider is what activities will you be doing uh, while you were there? Um, Most of my trips often include hiking. So I want to make sure that I'm taking the appropriate clothing and footwear for when I go hiking. Thirdly, you want to also be aware of any local customs. Uh, For example, if you are going to be visiting any religious sites, you're going to be mindful of how, as a woman, you are going to be expected to dress. Um, A lot of times, some places will have you make sure you have a head covering, or at least you have to have your shoulders covered. No midriffs, you have to have your knees covered. So being mindful of the local customs, even if you're not going to a religious site, there are some countries that you just want to be respectful of their culture and how to be expected to dress. And then, of course, the fourth thing to consider is um, the type of fabric you'll be wearing um, also goes back to that first point, dependent on the weather. So once you've considered all those things, some things that you're going to want to also look into is um, creating a capsule wardrobe. They call- Okay, so moving on to more of that whole safety or afraid to travel. That is the next episode you'll get a little snippet of. It's episode number two, also a very highly listened to episode. It's called Afraid to Travel Solo. I know there are many of you that are, so there's some question to be answered here. Enjoy this little snippet. And again, you can listen to the full episode. It's episode number two. Well, fear can stop us from doing many exciting things and even taking that that chance and and actually enjoying ourselves because we've been held back by fear. And I really would like to see um, women that are looking to solo travel to overcome those fears that might be holding them back from maybe even taking that first step to try it out. So I'm going to begin with some ways to help you combat that fear and help you step out and get over um, some of those things that might be holding you back from booking that first solo trip. One thing we can certainly work on is our mindset. I believe that how we look at a situation and also um, the worry that might be consuming you around this fear of the what ifs um, can really build up anxiety and therefore also prevent you from really taking that first step. So you want to work on your mindset and how you are actually approaching this whole idea of taking a trip by yourself. And one way I like to look at is I call it flip the script. So let's say, for example, you are worried about or fearful of getting lost. Okay. And I would flip the script and say, Well, if I got lost, A, I think I can really use um, my GPS possibly um, to navigate. Um, I could ask people, even if I get lost, how I like to look at that is looking at it from a positive standpoint. 
And finally, a more recent episode, episode 42 on solo cruising. Is it right for you? I have had a lot of downloads on that episode. Uh, I think a lot of us like the idea of cruising, but maybe we're not so sure from a solo standpoint. So listen in. What is the best time to take a cruise? Uh, I guess speak first for the U.S., I suppose, or like the Caribbean areas. And then if you know, like better times, for example, maybe for that, like South Africa, when would be the best time to do that one? You know, kind of. Yeah, sure. That's a great question. And that was going to be my answer to as you were speaking was it depends on where you're going. Yeah. Um, So the Caribbean is popular all year round and there will always be cruises out of the Caribbean. Most people go and high season is winter and early spring. So January through about mid-May or so. Um, Alaska, if you're going to Alaska, that's about early May through mid-September. Okay. Um, Mediterranean is sort of the opposite. That's uh, summer, summer months. So May, June, July, August are super popular uh, with Mediterranean cruises. Um, I've taken one in October and it was Mm. fantastic in the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can sort of just base the other areas of the world off of when their summer months are. So uh, the Antarctica is popular in February once things sort of start melting down there a little bit. Um, And the same with South America. That's going to be more of a... a The opposite. Yeah. 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 Opposite of the northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sister travelers, I hope you have enjoyed these little compilations of some little snippets of a few episodes that were very popular. You can go back and listen to the full episode based on the number that I provided to you. And, you know, stay tuned because coming up this month of August, I'm going to be having lining up some more guests some people sharing their travel stories. So if you feel like you have a story, a travel story, a solo travel story to share with the audience, then go ahead and reach out to me. You can even text me. I'll give you my number here. I know 214-701-6825. And um, text me. You're, you, know, you have a story to tell. Or you could message me on Instagram. I'm at Solo Travel Adventures 50. You can PM me there as well as joining our Facebook page. If you have something to share there, go ahead and join the conversation. So I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned as we dive into August and looking at even down the road, what could be happening in travel coming up in the fall and winter. Hey, sister travelers, did this podcast inspire and encourage you or move you to get out there and travel? Wonderful. There are three ways you can thank me. First one is leave a written review for the show on Apple podcast Two, share the show with your sister travelers, your friends, your family, and three, subscribe to the show. So you never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening to the show. Sisters, be fearless, take the leap, and get out there and have an adventure.